So I'm going to transition so that I uh, give um, our preachers enough time to, um, to lay down the word for it. I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm no pressure. Um, but Doug, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Thank you. And, um, but I'll introduce what we're doing this morning. Uh, so, you know, on Friday, Pastor Sue was like, any thoughts? And literally the first thing that popped into my head was going back. He's been talking about worship, the foundations of worship and things like that. And just the line, the simplicity of worship popped into my head. And I go, what do you think about that? And he's like, yeah, see if the worship team would want to join you and talk about the simplicity of worship and um, or things that they have learned um, about worship as they are part of our worship experience. So um, I just handed that off to them. They really haven't told me what they're going to say, which is fine because I, I trust them 100%, you know. And um, But uh, I don't know who's going to go first. or You go first, Beth? Okay. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Beth. Our son is in a baseball tournament right now, so we're watching the game. And <laughs> do, now I know you football guys, when you wear your earpieces, I get it. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say real quick, so far so good. <laughs> Got a really clean hit. Um, I wanted to say real quick about the sacred reading. Um, I know for me, even when Brooke told us the topic and what they kind of wanted us to to focus on it right away, I thought my favorite times that I um, am in a group of worshipers is when it's kids. I know here at here chapels on Monday, Heather can probably attest the same. It's so sweet, and like we've been camp counselors before for kids camp. Same, it's just precious to watch them. So that was my two cents there. Um, Okay, I'll turn the game off. <laughs> I'm going to get my notes. Okay. Um, so my scripture that came to me uh, was Psalm 51. And after Nathan confronted David about what he had done concerning Bathsheba, David wrote Psalm 51. David had just been confronted with his worst sins, things he would never have wanted public. And I don't mean to imply that the only way we can truly worship is by having our greatest sins exposed. However, I do believe that it's the true humility that lays the best foundation for worshiping God in spirit and in truth. I'm going to read Psalm 51. I tried to pick a few, but it's all so good. So. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone I have sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. 
but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me, now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels, and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. So that's uh, through verse 17. So what I pulled from there are actions for us and God's actions. So actions for us, we need to recognize our rebellion. We need to teach God's ways to rebels. We need to joyfully sing of God's forgiveness. We need to use our mouth to praise God. And we need to offer a broken and repentant heart. God's actions, which benefit us more than it benefits him, Um, When we worship, he purifies us from our sins. He teaches us wisdom, restores our joy, removes the stain of our guilt, heals us, and makes us willing to obey. Worshiping in spirit and in truth requires complete humility of our whole being, our mind, our heart, our soul, and our body. Well, good morning. Uh, My name is Santiago, and for many of you, this is the first time you've ever heard me speak. I do talk. I do have a voice. Um, I'm not very confident at it. I can get in front of a bunch of seven and eight-year-olds and be my goofy self, but uh, doing this is difficult. Um, I'm also a crier, so... uh, Sorry, just when I think about how much God has, because I don't speak, keep things bottled in, so when I have those moments when I realize how amazing God is, it, it's my whole, my, my family, my sisters, we're all very introverted, so we're a whole a bit, a family of criers, but sorry, uh, so when Brooke talked to us, you know, I was terrified, but one of the reasons I married this... <laughs> Uh, oh gosh okay one of the reasons i married this amazing woman was because she pushes me she encourages me to be better do things that i think i can't do all right sorry okay so brooke mentioned uh, the simplicity of worship 
So I figured in that same vein, I would keep things as simple as possible uh, to get myself to come up and do this. Uh, so I went to my Bible app, looked at, uh, read some devotions on worship, uh, and kind of going to share some things that spoke to me, share that with you. Um, so uh, one of the stories or one of the um, kind of... Um, What's the word? The 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 um, samples, I guess, uh, examples uh, that I read was about uh, people going to a sporting event. Um, a sporting event could be uh, you know a crowd of tens of thousands of people, um, all there cheering on the same team, or you know um, some people in jerseys or hats wearing the team colors. Uh, and then you even have those that take it a little step further. They're painting their faces, they're painting their chests, you know, they're holding up signs. Um, and right there, they're all gathered together, and that one focus is the team and, and winning, hoping their team wins, um, and, um, you know, feeling good, feeling excited at the end. Um, so I figured, you know, I'm kind of a sports fan myself, a huge Warriors fan, like, since like 2015, like way back, you know, when they won their first championship. <laughs> Uh, that's when I became a Warriors fan and, you know, really actually started following basketball and, you know, when they're winning, it's fun to watch. But I'm, you know, I've been uh, lucky enough to go with my son to a couple of games and kind of experience that, you know, that atmosphere. Uh, it also talked about, uh, concerts. Uh, again, a group of, uh, you know, could be up some tens of thousands of people. Sometimes they're, they're screaming, they're cheering, they're yelling, uh, yelling. Um, when that artist comes out thinking about the, you know, Elvis or the Beatles, you know, they were just reaching out. They wanted, you know, a touch of Elvis. People are uh, fainting or passing out. Um, again, at that moment, that star was like their ultimate, like what they were focused on at that, at that moment. And then, so it goes on to say that uh, at that moment, uh, that um, can almost be a form of, of worship. The people that, you know, they're, they're, they're reaching out. All they want is that touch of Elvis. They, you know, they, that's their focus. Um, uh, and then I kind of put myself in, in those shoes when being younger, being a, a huge WWF fan, um, you know, using my sister's face paint to paint my, you know, my ultimate warrior makeup and putting shoelaces on my arms. And, and at that moment, I wanted to be that wrestler. I collected the figures. Like, yeah, I put the cushions on the floor. I was, you know, doing the elbows and whatnot. Uh, and again, at that age, that was the, the thing I was focused on. I wanted to be that wrestler. I was going to be that wrestler when I grew up. That was the focus. And the reason that we're able to do that, uh, or the reason why some people do that, is because we're humans, we're designed to worship. Um, although we're designed by God to worship God, but for people that may not know God or may not have God, they find that thing, that thing that they focus on the most, becomes, can become the thing that they worship, um, you know, which can include money, fame, um, success in their jobs. Uh, it's that thing, it's that highest point, the thing they think about the most, um, can become that thing that they worship. So again, God designed us to worship God. Um, so when we do worship, when we come together and worship, God is that thing that we think about the most. He's, he's that, the, um, the, the focus of, of our attention, the focus of our praise. That's what we are, like I said, I guess, thinking about um, the most. Uh, worship is a response to the thing that we value the absolute most. Um, so when believers get together, when they worship God, we're putting him first. We're thinking about him. We're acknowledging 
all that he's done for us, um, uh, in us and for us. Um, so often, you know, when we get together, uh, music is a tool that can guide us to worship. Music is the tool. Worship is a response. Um, we're not here to worship the music, uh, but it becomes a vehicle that can help put us, help put us in a place of worship. Um, it helps us put us in that place where we can acknowledge a God that created all things, including the music that is being played at that time. And again, the worship is our complete focus and attention on God. Um, People are listening to me when I play. Okay, yeah, so um, I'm up here. I play the bass, uh, the drums. Um, and I'm nervous every week, worried that I'm going to play the wrong note, which often happens. Um, I'm, I'm up here to worship. You know, I want to, um, I want to honor God in the worship. I want it to sound good. Um, uh, but like I said, I'm worried that I'm going to play the wrong note. I'm going to come in at the wrong time. If uh, I want to continue to get better, um, but when you know when when my grooves aren't as funky as I'd like them to be, um, you know, it, 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 um, it reminds me that worship can, and like Brooke said, can, and, uh, can be simple. Uh, the simplicity of worship, that re- brings me back to, uh, I don't know what teacher, but some teacher, and I'm sure you guys have heard the KISS method, the keep it simple, stupid. It brings me back to that, okay, I'm getting to a point where I'm trying to, I, I want to do too much, I want to, uh, you know, I get to a point where, you know, I want to, I guess in a sense, I want to impress or I want to, you know, uh, you can get to a point, I can get to a point where, you know, uh, the, the focus is the music. The focus is, I guess, in a, in a sense, I guess, showing off or, 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 or whatnot. But again, the simplicity, it doesn't need to be grand. It doesn't need to be, um, uh, how did I say here? Um, it doesn't need to be, oh, a big production or a, a big event. Um, and then that reminded me of uh, a year or so ago when uh, we were just getting able to, we were just able to start meeting again and we were out in the parking lot and some, it was just Brooke and Geo. Sometimes it was just Brooke. Um, and, you know, it was a small group, but God was the same. We were still able to gather together and worship um, out in the open. Uh, and it was simple. Guitar, um, I forget what that little box thing is that uh, that Geo had, but you know, a, a simple beat, you know, a, a few chords, and we were still able to worship. We were still able to focus our attention um, on God um, and thank Him at that time, um, you know, for what the, the world was going through, and, and be here together and, and worship Him. Uh, again, worship doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be a, a big produced event. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, it should be, it should though, it should be authentic, it should be genuine. Um, it's not about what we have or what we can do. Um, it's not about worshiping the right way or the wrong way, because that's not about us, it's about God. And yeah, and it's about God and giving, having that time to focus on Him and, and thank Him and be uh, grateful and um, honor Him through that worship. Thank <laughs> you.
Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that was that was fantastic. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you doing this. Um, and so uh, when it comes to you know worship being or the simplicity of worship, um, I've I've said a number of times that I tend to be uh, in the mystical sort of phase when it comes to my Christianity, more experiential, more open, and um, and so when I started thinking about this. Um, It, there's a, a line that I, I wrote down. It says, "Worship is more natural than you think." And and uh, Santiago alluded to that with, you know, God had created us to be worshipers, and yeah, sometimes we complicate it. Sometimes we think, well, I sometimes I purposely don't call us up there playing music the worship team because. That's not just the only expression of worship. We're the church band. <laughs> that we, and we get to, like, like Santiago said, play songs as an act of worship. And so, um, but um, a little while ago, uh, Eugene, uh, Mr. Kong, he's our... Uh, <laughs> He's um, our PE teacher and an art teacher at the school, and as well, he manages the extended care program. And so, um, we were—he just came into my office. We were sharing a cup of coffee, like we do almost every day. Um, and uh, he was talking about this relationship that he's in, and he's—he said he's in his mid-thirties. I'm like, what? I thought you were in your late twenties. Oh no. Um, I'm like, okay, well, you had me stumped. But, uh, he, but he doesn't have kids of his own. And he's like, he's a big well, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Maria, he is a big kid. And that's why he is so dearly loved by everybody, because, yeah, he, he has that childlike heart. And, um, but he was talking about not having kids, and like, I don't know how you become a parent i mean like embracing this child and and he looks at me and he goes and you have five what in the world and i'm like and so i just looked at him and said brother it's more natural than you think (laughs) you know as soon as that child comes into the world it's we're created for that and being a parent i mean yeah it's hard it's really hard but um as well it's not as hard as you think, and we, and I, and I can appreciate where he's coming from. I mean, he's, um, you know, mid to late thirties and doesn't have that hands-on daily experience in the home with children, and that's a whole other thing. And um, but I said, yeah, it's just, it's more natural than you think, and to go along with that. Um, uh, so as I was thinking, the simplicity of worship um, for me, you know, and, and you've you've probably heard me say this before, but um, you know, prayer can be as simple as a breath. 
And um, how is it that going out in nature, you feel like you're enveloped with God's presence? And how is it that you sit at a meal with somebody and you, and you have this conversation and it gets um, intimate, vulnerable, like you're just opening up your hearts and it feels like it's more than just the two of you, the five of you, however many are at the table. And, um, and th- this brought me back to a time when I was in Guatemala and I was having a conversation with some guys and it was getting to that place where we were really sharing our heart, our struggles, our hopes and everything. And one of the guys was like, well, it, oh, it, it's bedtime. We, need, we have a busy day tomorrow. Should we close our conversation in prayer? And I'm like, this whole thing has been a prayer. Has God not been right here with us the whole time? He heard your hearts. We did pray because, but still it was, to me, I was like, I've been praying this whole time. I've been worshiping the God this whole time who knits us together in that brotherly way. And so that was the kind of the thing in the back of my mind when, uh, when I brought up, you know, the simplicity of worship. Because it's so much more, like we said, than singing. And, um, but in... Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote to um, his uh, protege, Timothy, and I printed it out. It says, uh, da, 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 da. this is part of a much larger context, but he was uh, saying, encourage the people that you minister to to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And that's... Uh, you know, when Doug said, I'm, I'm childlike. He enjoys life. And, you know, that is a gift from God that everything is here for us to enjoy. And when you enjoy God, when you enjoy what God has provided, to me, that is worship. That is just experiencing what God has provided for us. Um, and uh, where did my next one go? Oh, <laughs> this is something that, you know, like, like I said, when you, when you go out into nature and you feel God's presence, uh, Psalm 24, 1 and 2 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. He, for he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. And so... Sometimes when, you know, I'm on a hike, I'm like, the earth is the Lord's. This is, you know, and it puts me in that childlike posture where it's like, wow, it's like the candy store of God, you know, and it's like, what can I discover? And, and, and sometimes it's what can I discover about me or what can I discover about what God has done or who I'm with? It, it opens me up. And, uh, and then another um, verse in the Psalms is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. And a lot of times we just take that little, that's, that statement. It, it goes on in, that, in verse 10 to say, I will be exalted among the nations 
and I will be exalted in the earth. And, um, but sometimes uh, there, there's a phrase, you can't give what you don't have. And sometimes we need to be still in God's presence to receive whatever the Lord has for us that we can in turn exalt the Lord uh, among the nations. I, Richard, I, I love lately how you've been saying, I just want to be an authentic Christian out in the world every day. I just want people to know that, that Jesus loves them, that I love them. And, and it's that simple. And so I, I appreciate that, how you've just, that has been your, for lack of a better term, your mantra these days. And it's, it's an encouragement to me. And, um, but I know for me, I need to find the place of stillness so that I can have that to, to exalt the Lord in the, in the nations, to exalt the Lord in the earth. And, um, And so this morning when I was thinking about this, <laughs> I told Beth had sent me a few notes and, and, uh, and I sent back an encouragement. Find the one thing you want to say. I couldn't find the one thing I wanted to say. I have two. <laughs> Actually, I have three, but I'm going to try and bring it back to one point. But um, the, the, the second one is uh, something that... Uh, um, Beth brought up and, and heard was, uh, um, I'm going to read the, the passage that uh, it comes from about, uh, it says, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating and noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, Jesus answered, is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And so, yeah, I, I talked about my hippy-dippy sort of spirituality but that's just, that's how I operate. That, that's just part of my personality. And, um, and so I'm, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to jump into it. But at the same time, I know that as much as I love God and experience God, if I don't love my neighbor, what good is it? You know, and this, this got me to think about in, um, in 1 John. Uh, I'm going to read out of chapter 4 and then chapter 3. Uh, but it says uh, in First John four twenty and twenty one, whoever claims to love God yet hates his hates a brother or sister is a liar. Whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And He has given us this commandment: anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And then jumping back in the letter to First John three eighteen, he says, "Dear children, let us love." Let, let us not love with word or deed, but with action and in truth. And um, so that's, that's the anchor for me. You know, I have God's presence and I have all the wonderful things he's given us and all the wonderful people he's put into my life. 
And that's part of how I experience God. And that's, I, I just call it worship for me. But if I'm just not doing my part and not loving back and, and being open to the, the relationships that God puts in my life and the back and forth, then can I say that I really love God? Because I'm not loving the ones that God has put into my life. And, um, and that's not a guilt trip on anybody in this room. That's just me talking about my experience. And um, I'll, if, the, if the Lord is using those scriptures to speak to you, then cool. If, uh, well, hopefully, you know, I'm looking around the room and we've all known the Lord a long time. And I think, you know, again, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but um, this is just, these are the things that the Lord had put on my heart. And, um, and then the, the third point, which, uh, so I, I have my experience, I have the anchor, but then I also have a practice that, uh, that I do. And I have this, um, this scripture written on my bathroom mirror in dry erase marker. So I look at it every morning. I have a couple other motivational things as well. But, um, uh, and this is a life verse for me, Romans 12, 12. And, uh, and I, this is some obscure translation. Uh, you can find it on, um, uh, what is it? Bible Gateway. But, it's, it's just real simple. It's three, um, three lines, three triplets. It says, rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, persevere in prayer. And um, so the, the rejoice in hope, again, that's back to God's presence. We can't have hope if we can't experience God. I mean, that's what our hope rests on. I mean, yeah, there's so much more to that. And even like this in the Easter season, we were singing about our hope is in Christ and, um, and then all that he did for us on the cross and 100%. But, um, I like to, you know me, I'm, I like to look at it at the big picture. So I pull it out and I'm like, um, my hope is in the fact that I can experience God every day. Sometimes it can be in a, in a specific practice. Sometimes it can be singing a song. Um, or like I had said earlier, sometimes it can be in a simple breath. And um, so that, and then I just, I rejoice that, that God has made that available to me, has made that available to us. And then endure in affliction. Um, <laughs> Stuart says, sometimes we wish we could just like use a black highlighter and just remove <laughs> lines out, out of scripture. But endure in affliction, that's just having a growth mindset. You know, and how does that tie into worship? Well, sometimes life is hard. You know? um, but are we going to shut down? Or are we going to embrace the Lord and God's presence and see how we can move through and grow? And it's like, if uh, anybody who has had a, an exercise 
regimen, which I suck at. I start it, and then I, I flake, and I start, and I flake, and I start, and I flake, you know. And so, but, you know, the two days after you go for a little jog and you think your legs are going to fall off because they're, they're so stiff, but, you know, that's the, the fibers in your muscle healing and making going and stronger. So, um, and we can even make that a part of our devotion to the Lord. It's like, yeah, this is hard. But God, thank you for your presence and thank you for your strength and thank you for the ability to, to keep going forward. And it hurts, but it's going to make me stronger. I don't know how, but it will. And, um, and the last one, persevere in prayer. We just got to keep at it. Just keep at it. Um, and so that's when it comes to the simplicity of worship for me. It's just making sure my everyday life, I am living to honor God. And, the, and these are some of the ways that I do it, is just in embracing the goodness around me, knowing that when hard things come, God is most likely carrying me. <laughs> and then just to keep coming back and um, to persevere in prayer. And uh, there's this, this thought, I'll, I'll end on this. The perseverance is, is a returning. And we have our circadian cycle rhythm. We have, you know, day and night and seasons and this and that. And everything... God has created is cyclical. Even the cells in our body, they they replace themselves all the time. And there is an aspect of life where we just need to return and return and return and again and again. And, and there's no shame in that. Sometimes we return because we need to um, you know, as like Beth was sharing out of Psalm 51, David screwed up, but he had to return to the Lord, and the Lord lifted him up. And then sometimes we return to the Lord, and like, yes! You know, there was something great happened, and then it's a praise. Sometimes it's a confession, sometimes it's a praise. Sometimes, you know, it's just companionship with the Lord, but it's a returning over and over again. And... um and so I think if I was to be able to put the simplicity of worship into a word is return. Just return. And so um, that's, that's all I have for this morning. Um, and, and gosh, <laughs> we were worried we wouldn't have enough, enough to, to fill up the half hour, but we did. And so... Um, I'm going to close this in prayer because Caesar is dutifully cooking us a wonderful meal, and um, we're going to have leftovers to take home, I'm sure. <laughs> Praise God. So anyhow, uh, let's pray. Lord, I thank you.
again, that we have this opportunity to gather. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the richness of your presence. Lord, I thank you that when we're here together, you are here with us. And Lord, I thank you that we don't have to make things as complicated as we do. And so, Lord, I pray as, a, as we move forward into this week, that, Lord, you would just continue to remind us that you're here, right next to us. And that when we are face-to-face with our brothers and sisters, family members, friends, the Lord, you are there in our midst. And Lord, help us to love as Jesus loves. And God, I thank you again that you've been here with us this morning. In Jesus' name. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you for anybody who uh, joined us on YouTube. We're going to sign off in a moment. So um, have a wonderful week, and God bless.